Baldy, you're the perfect man to have on today. We are all just looking, I think everybody across Pittsburgh, at your breakdown, I believe from December, on the newest Steeler, and that's Braden Fajoko, the new the uh, nose tackle. And I think this was against Tennessee. Do you remember the breakdown, and what do you think of this guy? Well, I've always liked Braden. Uh, you know, he just came in the, the league the hard way, you know, undrafted free agent, worked his way, went to a couple different colleges, was at LSU, won a national championship. But, you know, he's just a wide body, Polynesian background, uh, loves the game of football. His dad loved it. Uh, it's kind of into family. And, you know, I, I think that he, he you know, he's not going to go get you uh, sacks and push the pocket. But, you know, when you're looking at a team that wants to run the ball like Cleveland or somebody like that, like you want him in the middle, just taking up space. And uh, I think he's just, you know, one component to kind of a rebuilt Steeler defense. But there's a role for Braden Fajoko in this league. He knows what it is, and I think he's good at it. The Steelers are are building up here in the trenches with him yeah. on defense. They bring back Ogan Joby and then uh, Nate Herbig, Isaac Sayamalu uh, on the offensive line. Do you like what they've done? Are these quality additions all of them? Yeah, they are. Uh, Ogan Joby is just an explosive player. Um, I think it was a good re-signing, especially you know when they lost Javon Hargrave a couple of years ago. They needed somebody next to. You know, Cam, that could really push the pocket. Um, I think he's proven that when healthy, he's really good like that. Uh, you know, Andy Weidel came from Philadelphia, you know, and Baltimore, and he was at Pittsburgh. And, you know, he's a big guy in the personnel department now. But that's how the Eagles have always built, you know, strong in the trenches. He saw Howie Roseman do that for years. And Isaac Sayamalo and Nate Herbig, both of them have been trained by Jeff Stoutland in Philadelphia. Um, Sayamalo is a really good player. I mean, He's an elite player, I think. Uh, he's really smart. He's big. He's really tough. Doesn't say two words. Just goes about his business. Uh, Herbig really proved himself last year with the Jets. Got a chance to start for the really the first time consistently. And he was a there were weeks when he was their best offensive lineman up in New York. I like I like all those guys that they signed. I don't know how much you've been paying attention to draft prospects, Brian. But is there any of those along the offensive line you think would make sense for the Steelers? Well, they're sitting there with the 17th pick, and there's a lot of good offensive tackles in this draft. I'm, I'm a big fan of, big fan of uh, you know Jones coming out of uh, you know Georgia right now and what he looks like. I'm a big fan of uh, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. I like both those guys a great deal. Just depends if the Steelers want to you know part ways with the 17th pick for an offensive tackle. One of those guys might be there. Maybe Paris Johnson. I like the other guys a little bit better than Paris, but I'm not down on him. Uh, it's just my own personal preference, uh, the way I stack the offensive tackles. But, I mean, if you want to finish the job that they started this offseason, they go get yourself a left tackle that you could plug and play, rebuild the offensive line, run the ball a whole lot better, uh, keep building around Kenny Pickett, give him as much protection as possible, uh, make things a little bit easier and cleaner for Najee, you know, to go uh, you know, do what he does best. So, uh, you know, to me – uh, this is a good draft if you want to go get your franchise left tackle. I think there's a couple of guys in this draft you could go do that with. I got a couple of sort of team-building philosophical questions here for you, Baldy. Okay. We're talking to Brian yeah. Baldinger of NFL Network. So all things being equal, let's say this player, each of these players, will be he'll be as good as the other, but at a different position. Would you take an offensive tackle or a corner with the 17th mm. pick? 
I mean, that's, you know, that's, that, that's a decision, you know, that they have to make. Now, philosophically, you want to take the best player. Um, you, know, I, you know, who knows who it's going to be. I mean, if Devin Witherspoon is there, if Joey Porter Jr. is there, I mean, uh, you know, and you have an elite offensive tackle there. Uh, I think this is a little deeper draft in corners than it is offensive tackles. I think you can get good corners in this draft all the way through the third round. Uh, and so that's just me looking at this thing. I mean, those guys uh, in the front office are doing, and, and along with Mike T and his staff, um, you know, they're, they're working at this every day. And so who falls to them? Like who does slide if somebody does? Uh, those are kind of decisions you make in the moment, but you do make those decisions in the moment and you make the right decision because of all the work that you've done going into the draft. But those are the type of, honestly, discussions that you have um, in your war room right now when you start to look at all these guys and who might be there and which one you favor the most. Obviously, well, let's say let's say you're in the war room. Let's need. let's say they hired you and they said we got a great cornerback, we got a great offensive tackle. Which position is more important to a football team? Mm, I mean, I, I take the offensive tackle. I'm just a little biased like that. But <laughs> give me a, right. you know, and so uh, I would take the offensive tackle. I'm not saying, you know, look, they signed Patrick Peterson. I don't know where Patrick is in his career right now. He's not what he was at one time, but he's got a lot of experience. He knows how to play. He's always been a physical guy. Uh, I think he'll fit in well in Pittsburgh. But, you know, they look, they lost a good player in Cam Sutton. So you've got to replace that. Um, I think they've got to get better in the secondary than what they have been. But I would I just keep building around my quarterback, and I would take the tackle. Philosophical question number two. Everybody talks, you know, across history as the left tackle being the guy. Yes, your franchise offensive lineman. But there seems to be a school of thought, Brian that the right tackle has become just as important. Case in point, your right tackle is going to have to block T.J. Watt if you're playing the Steelers. So is right tackle just as important these days as left tackle or not? Well, you know, the left tackle is the blind side of the right-handed quarterback like Pickett. So there's a little bit more emphasis on that, protecting the blind side, especially if he's just dropping back. I mean, and shotgun, it's not as, it's not as difficult to see. Uh, is if you're taking under center and you're dropping back. But, yes, you can make the case that, you know, if you're Lane Johnson and you're the right tackle and you've got to go up, I'm just using Lane because he's the all-pro right tackle in the league. But, yeah, you're seeing T.J. Watt, you're seeing Von Miller, Miles Garrett goes over to that side and pays a little visit every once in a while. I mean, you go through the list of guys that are rushing over the right tackle, they're every bit as difficult to stop right now as, you know, the pass rushers over the left tackle. So, it has, it has come full circle right now, and your right tackle better be able to handle it. And the last question of that sort is this. Some people will tell you if, if they were building an offensive line from scratch, you know, they have an expansion team and they're ready to build their own line, they would want to start with a center. They feel like that's the most important position. Which position, left to right, would you choose first if you were building a line from scratch? I would go left tackle first, center second. The center is important. I mean, nobody knows centers better than Pittsburgh Steelers in their history and the guys that are now in the Hall of Fame. And, but, I mean, if your center is weak, your offensive line is going to be leaky. Uh, it's just not going to be strong. And so uh, you go through, you look at any great offensive line and you say, okay, the Eagles, do they have the best offensive line? You look at their center positions, Jason Kelsey. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, there's Creed Humphrey. Had missed his, uh, a play in two straight years. He's an elite player. 
um, I think you've got to have a strong center. Uh, now, whether that's the first guy taken or the second guy when you build, um, you better you better have a strong center that understands protections, can get guys lined up. It's going to make your guards better. Uh, it's going to figure out how the off, how the defense is attacking you in their blitz schemes and pressure schemes. Um, your center can figure that all out if he's a really good one. I'll go to the other side of the line with you, Brian. And how much have you seen of Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt? Well, I've seen a great deal. And when you watch him, honestly, nine years ago, Aaron Donald was coming out of Pitt, and they, they look almost identical. In fact, you could just see the cross chop, the spins, the counter moves, to thinking this guy must like live with Aaron Donald. Now, his arm length isn't quite as long as Aaron's, and that's a real issue for some people. A little short-armed in that position, which is important. Uh, it's immeasurable, but I can't help watch Kalijah and not think of what I was watching uh, from Aaron Donald nine years ago. Now, nobody's, I'm not saying that Kalijah could be Aaron Donald or anything like that. There's, there's only one Aaron. But I do believe that he's going to be a really good player in this league that he knows how to rush the passer. He's got a plan. He's very active. The same things that they said about Aaron Donald coming out of pit are what they're saying about Kalaj right now. It's too small. He's going to get washed up. Can't hold a point. All that stuff they said about Aaron Donald. And none of those people would say those things about him now. Would you take him in the first round, and would you even take him in the top 15? I don't know that I would take him in the top 15. I mean, I, I like bigger – I like – you know, Cam Hayward better than I like Kalijah because of his size. And, um, and I think size is important inside. But there is a place for him. I think he's a first-round pick, but probably not in the top 15. Did you see enough from Kenny Pickett at the end of last season to believe that he can be maybe not an elite quarterback, but can be maybe in that second tier of quarterbacks in the NFL this upcoming season? I expect Kenny to take a big jump this year. I mean, you know, you can look at the stats and say seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, he, he really he had one bad game where he threw three interceptions. But other than that, he really took care of the ball very well. He had one elite player to throw it to in, in Pickens. Um, Deontay, like he's got a, you know, we'll, we'll see how he does in, in this offense right now if he can really run the ball better than they did a year ago. But I, I, like, I like the improvement I saw from Kenny. And, you know, he took over a team that was really struggling at one and three when he stepped in. And they made the switch after the first month. And, you know, I thought he got better as the season went on. Brian Baldinger on the Nemecolon fan hotline. Bud Dupree was here for a visit yesterday, Brian. Would you think he's worth the risk as a little bit of depth, maybe some different sub packages for him, but as a guy who you have in addition to Watt and Highsmith? Worthwhile um, investment? Yeah, I mean, it probably comes down to money. Uh, he's overcome the injury from a couple of years ago. Didn't have a great season last year, but Tennessee didn't have a great season. Uh, it wasn't all Bud Dupree's fault, but for sure. I mean, the whole defense was decimated at some point, including their best player, Jeffrey Simmons. But I would invest in him because you're going to need three guys on the edge. I mean, TJ has missed games. Uh, I like what I've seen, you know, from day one from Highsmith and his development. But Bud Dupree knows the defense. He knows the culture. He knows how he fits in. Um, you know, if they can figure out the money part, I would think welcome him back. I think he would love to come back to Pittsburgh. Um, he was a real 
really good player there. Got himself a nice free agent deal in Tennessee, but I'd welcome him back if, if they could figure out the money part of it. I'll go back to the draft here real quickly, Brian. Is there one guy or maybe one position that you think the Steelers should take at 17? Well, I think there's a, there could be a really good offensive tackle there, and uh, I don't think I would pass it up. I mean, I just think that there's some elite guys at the at the top and Jones and Wright, um, you know, that if they're around there, uh, they just look like – I mean, you watched Darnell Wright at Tennessee. I mean, two years ago, like, okay, there's, uh, you know – there's Walker at Georgia and, you know, he didn't get a sniff of the quarterback. He goes up against, you know, the number one defensive player in this draft and Will Anderson, he completely shut him out this year. I mean, you look at him against the elite players, Trayvon Walker, Will Anderson. I mean, he pitches shutouts. Now you could say he raises his game to the level of competition. That might be true about Darnell, but he's 335 pounds. He ran five flat. Like he's, he's a mauler. I don't know. There's, I love him. So he can play right side. He can play left side. Probably better on the right than the left right now. But Jones, I mean, he looks like Andrew Thomas coming out, except he might even be more consistent right now than when Andrew was. And Andrew Thomas right now is an elite player in this league for the New York Giants. Last question, Baldy. If you had your choice of Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Will Levis, which one you picking and why? I'd probably take Bryce Young right now just because he's just an elite thrower. He can throw it from any angle. I think he's really smart. And, um, you know, I mean, he's, he's everything that you want at quarterback except that he's not 6'2". That's the only, only shortcoming of him. But it doesn't look like it bothers him at all. Like his footwork reminds me of Drew Brees' footwork. Like he's, his, his footwork is elite, and that's why he's able to play at that size. But he's also – I think his size actually is a strength because of his ability to just parry punches in the middle of the ring. Like his footwork and how he gets rid of the ball is about as good as it gets. Baldy, we really appreciate the time. You were the perfect guy to talk to today. Thanks for taking time. My pleasure, guys. You bet. Enjoy it.